I think that knowing that your personal sovereignty is yours. And if you have been in a situation where you felt limited in any way, you have permission to go on your journey in whatever way that looks like. You don't have to explain it. You don't have to justify it, but you have permission to go on your own journey and you need the keys to your own car. <laughs> you need to be in the driver's seat. And if there are beliefs that are limiting you or have limiting you from your own spirituality, you have permission to take back those keys and they've always been yours. It all begins by understanding the mind. I want to be happy now. I don't care about the future. I want to be happy right now. You are not alone. You are never, ever, ever alone in this. It's helped my voice grow and given me freedom to be creative on my own. I'm Christina Barcy. Welcome to Be Bold Begin, a podcast dedicated to you, the creative, the healer, and the innovator. The topics and conversations we have here are designed to help you discover what might be getting in your way and offer you tools, techniques, and guidance to move through them. I live in the imposter's body more than I live in my own body. I don't have to feel like I don't deserve this. This is where creativity and healing intersect. If you decide to be bold and begin, you have the opportunity to feel humbled and empowered. I totally believe that. I'm a certified Kaizen Muse creativity coach, a certified Reiki energy healer, and an entrepreneur, artist, and presenter. I will share with you my experiences, my proven tools and techniques that helped me and my clients and loved ones shift and expand in the areas they most desired. This is a gentle and open space where you will hear how others are being bold to encourage you to begin your own journey or expand the one you're on. This is Be Bold Begin. It is still gratitude season. And the reason I focus on gratitude every year is not just to be grateful because it's a nice thing to do or because we want others in our life to feel appreciated by us, which are all really wonderful things. But I'm talking about something a bit deeper than that. When we really drop into the essence and vibration of what gratitude is, it can become the key to unlocking our abundance. When we have a practice that uses tools to bring us into the realization of all that we've already created for our current selves, and when we start to give ourselves credit for what we've already brought in, we can start to tap into that frequency of creating the next level we want. When we start to feel the essence of the new thing we want in our existing world that we have already created, then we unlock a power in us to do it again, but perhaps on an even bigger scale because we want to grow, right? And if you're not sure where to begin your journey and how to start your process, then the program that I created for you called the Gratitude Bundle is really the easiest way to start to tap into the energy and practice of bringing in more and connecting with your inner knowing. That is going to be key. So just the way I built it is if you're just experiencing the course, if you're just going through the weeks that I've prepared for you, then you are going to 
learn a set of tools that you can keep working with to create more shifts in your life. And of course, it is 70% off right now for the holiday season. So there's a link in the show notes to join. I will be there in the course group, just waiting for you to answer any questions that might come up along your journey with the course. So just click the link in the show notes for 70% off the course, and I will see you in the gratitude bundle. Hi, welcome back. This is Barcy, your host, and I just want to begin by sharing how grateful I am for you and for your guidance in showing me what is resonating for you while you listen. So for this holiday season, I've decided to create a few compilation episodes that feature the themes you've loved the most from 2022, starting with this one. So it turns out your favorite themes and topics from this year explore the mind from channeling with the universe with David Strickle to learning how to raise our energetic vibrations with the power of our subconscious mind with Dr. Troy Beyer. With that said, you also enjoyed learning more about your connection with yourself and spirit, like how you can live a more aligned life by co-creating with spirit with Claire Briglio, or how to deeply connect and trust your own intuitive guidance with Cheryl Foster. I'm so happy you loved these conversations as much as I did, because I was also trusting my intuitive guidance when creating them. And if you have not had a chance to listen to these full episodes yet, then enjoy these special chosen clips and be sure to go back and listen to those episodes that intrigue you the most. Here is our best of Beeble Begin 2022. Enjoy. Well, I wasn't an executive. I mean, let's be honest. I think I was 24, but I lived in Santa Barbara and I had this like fancy life, you know, I mean, I had this life and I wasn't happy and I was so angry and so sad about it. And one afternoon I went to this place and I think this is the typical story, but this is my story. I got to the place where I said, I can't do this anymore. I went around my little amazing, cute little studio, took everything in that studio that was attached to my identity, where I could literally feel a spiritual tie. Like if I don't wear this brand or hold this bag or whatever, I'm going to feel poor or whatever it is. I'm going to throw it in a pile in the middle of the room and say, I do not want to be that person anymore. I refuse to be that person because what I want is to connect with my authentic self. And what I'm not finding is any connection to my authentic self through this path. But I threw everything into that pile. And I said, I'm done. And I surrender. And I said, show me a new way. And that was my turning point. So in an earlier conversation, you mentioned to me that your husband was on a similar journey, possibly around trying to find the connection with spirit or however we like to identify that. Is this the same person that you married? Like, Was there any divorce? Okay. (laughs) I don't want to assume, but did he have that going on already when you two met or? Yeah, he's such an integral part of the story. So I'm glad you're mentioning him because I have to say, I mean, I think we develop best. I mean, we not talk to another life coach. I don't know, but there's so much value in developing in the context of relationship. And when you don't have that container, you don't always have the support that you need. And he grew up Catholic and his best friend growing up was Buddhist. And so he never 
really identified with the real like black and white thinking that was so ingrained in my mind. I mean, again, so immersed in that culture until I left home at 18. And I'm a type A type one reformer on the Enneagram. So you can imagine like that type of black and white religious thinking was a very good match for me in some ways, because that's what that type of person craves. And I no longer identify as that type of evangelical person. But my husband gave me permission to become me. And he went with me on this journey. And it was not always easy. But part of it was allowing me just to start experimenting with, okay, like if you were never ever given that ability to answer honestly, that question about your identity, who am I? You were always told who you were and told what to think in those types of environments. And so it dramatically shapes the way that you can show up in the world. And I feel like a broken record, but it is the truth. I think action is the key. That is the doing. That is the talking about it. Identity is such a big part of that, too. So I love that you circled back to that because I think mm -hmm. it really has power in how we decide to stand in our gifts. And we do get to decide. Yeah. And it can change. And it could change. I mean, expectation, you just nailed it. You're spot on. I mean, getting to the point of surrender, saying, okay, this is what I have done. If I can speak to manifestation for a moment, please. Now that you know a lot of my background, you know, you can imagine there are a lot of people from my prior tradition that would just shudder at that word, right? Yeah. But the way I have used it in my own life and the, what I will teach on specifically when people are more spiritually open in those spaces is that all that is, is a co-laboring moment with spirit. I mean, nothing that I manifest, quote, manifest in my life is apart from that co-laboring relationship. Mm -hmm. And what I am manifesting, everything that is meant for me, I am worthy of receiving. So back to the identity piece, I think people get confused, especially in manifesting circles, which does kind of make me shudder. We can have this selfish ambition of manifesting. I'd like a Ferrari. So why can't I manifest a Ferrari? If you understand who you are and who you're meant to serve, then that creates the boundaries, if you will, around what is actually meant for you. You know, maybe as a spiritual director, I don't need a Ferrari. I think that we are all more than we kind of make space for sometimes. I'm hearing that in your story. Yeah. And I think I just, you know, listening to even the beginning of your podcast and the few episodes that I've been able to listen to, the fact that you recognize that creativity and spirituality are intimately tied is really incredible to me because you said it, a lot of people don't recognize that. And it wasn't until I unlocked my spirituality my spirituality, that I unlocked my creativity, that I unlocked my self-expression, that I unlocked my sexuality. It was like out of that, everything flowed. And that's why I think it's so important. I love the focus on creativity too, because it reminds me of Michael Scott on The Office where he's like, <laughs> you know, everyone was told they weren't creative and they weren't going to do this commercial. And he's like, you're all creative. Yes, all of you, you're creative. And just <laughs> what a perfect you know, modern example of a truth teller, because he's absolutely right. And yet nobody believes that. I mean, the majority of people, I think, don't believe that. Can you share with us maybe a little bit about how the process goes and then maybe something someone can do for themselves? Like where can someone start exploring this relationship with themselves? Yeah. So each session, I mean, it's different with every person. And just to give you an example, the way I work is 
very different than the way, you know, someone else might work. I have the spiritual director who I studied under. His wife is also a spiritual director and she starts each session. And I think you'll like this, Barcy, with each directee does a 30 minute collage that represents their relationship to their spirituality. And then they start kind of dissecting that after the collage is done for the remaining hour. And I mean, I love that so much. I might have to take that for myself, (laughs) but it gives people a tangible, it activates that part of the brain creativity again, that makes it a little easier to identify thoughts and feelings that sometimes people don't have words for their experiences. And that really is like that guiding someone to give them language, to help them understand, to make observations about their life. And just this one question, where did you see spirit today in your life? Where did you sense Mm. spirit? If you started each morning by asking yourself that question, you're going to start to develop a language that you didn't know you probably had. See, like ask yourself, like, what would it feel like to ask that question for me in my life and maybe do it once or twice and see how it feels and just allow yourself to observe that experience if it's feeling strange to you. And if you're embracing it, then go for it, you know? I think that's really good, though, the feeling weird. If I can just add to that, when you ask that question, which is so brilliant, like, why does it feel weird? Does this feel weird? Why does it feel weird? And Mm -hmm. really sit with that question. Because, you know, I have a family member who, when they walk into a church, she'll have a panic attack. And it's reflective of her trauma you know, with that exposure to organized religion. And so I love spiritual direction in that it takes, it's inclusive. It's not exclusive. It's not about Christianity. It's not about Hinduism. It's not about Buddhism. It's not about anything other than your relationship to spirit. And we've had these facilitators or these groups of organized people telling us what that needs to look like for so long to be able to sit with someone and just have a conversation about that is really powerful. And so asking yourself the why would be very helpful to navigate through your feelings of discomfort and identifying, you know, well, you had a really bad experience. Let's work through that or not. But knowing why waking up to yourself is critically important. I mean, I think in any development process, and especially when it comes to spirituality. And when you say feeling uncomfortable, I'm just reminded, and I often say to anybody I'm working with in personal development or spiritual growth, it's like you're waking up your foot when it fell asleep. That's not comfortable, right? It's not comfortable, but it's going to go away. And you're getting your life force back into a part of you that is meant to flow, is meant to belong, is meant to work for you. And so The goal is wholeness. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what a lot of us are searching for. And this is another piece of that. Would you say that our intuition is our mechanism to connect with this part of ourselves? Uh, We we speak sometimes of source connection to, to bring greater understanding that there is a part of you beyond your your egocentric consciousness, your your human consciousness. The the tapping into that is 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 a matter of you being relaxed enough in most cases to allow it to flow. Notice that your intuition and your greatest ideas tend to flow to you when you're in a more relaxed state, not necessarily when you're in meditation trying to reach for something. So with that, 
understand that there, there, there is not even a connection that is actually necessary. Though we have used the term source connection, the source connection is always there, present in you. It is part of you. And there are, there are many descriptions of what this source connection is. This, this source connection it can be referred to as your higher self, your soul, your source consciousness, or source if you believe it is something external from you, or even God, or the universe. It is all really one and the same. So those of you that have, have, have dabbled in spirituality or perhaps studied it in great detail for many, many years may identify things such as spirit guides and angelic beings and, 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 and ascended masters and, and, and all of these things. They are all really one and the same. The universe is source. Source is God. God is your higher self. Is that how we maximize our ability to become our higher selves? You, you, you are automatically expanding no matter how you operate your, your human experience, how you, you discern. You, you can discern a human experience where your, your, your lifespan is very, very short. And in, in that very short amount of time, have the expansive experience that your higher self was, was seeking to have. Because there's expansion available in everything. The, the, the human being that comes and ends up drug addicted or homeless or, or, or leading a life of crime or, or any of those things, there is value in every single human expression, every single experience. There is value. But humanity teaches you to judge these human experiences, sometimes quite harshly. But understand that in the judgment of the human experience, you are not finding authentic appreciation for the value that is offered in that experience. And that's what perpetuates more of the very thing that you're judging. Thank you. That's so interesting. Uh, so you mentioned that everything on this physical experience, all the different animals, different species, all of the things on this planet, is that why we connect with certain things spiritually maybe for lack of a better world, like crystals or other objects, sage or things that we hold to have a special energy? There, there is vibration in, in all creation because all creation was, was some form of what you would call life. Something sprang forth and, and, and was new physical creation. And in the separate, there was consciousness flowing to it, certainly. And when that, the, the, the bulk of that consciousness was withdrawn, that, that vessel of life decomposed. And the, the, the decomposition process re returns it to the earth environment to feed the earth environment, to, to build the earth environment. And certainly you, you are becoming more and more aware that this, this organic matter placed in different conditions form in different ways. And, and there is certainly a vibration uh, of, of density that you all recognize in certain stones that is a different vibration than something that you do not discern as much as your preference. The things that you view and automatically discern as your preference that you believe are beautiful are of a higher vibration than something that you do not discern as much as a, of, of a preference. Thank you. So speaking of everything having this connection and vibration, how important is it to leverage, connect, or maintain the mind-body connection, health, and wellness to maybe reach your highest self or live in a higher vibration? Understand that your what you would refer to as is, is your mental your mental well-being is a vibration. 
and you all operate on a vibrational spiral, a virtual vibrational spiral. So when you're in high vibrational territory, that's when you are loving yourselves and you're feeling worthy and you are optimistic about the future and you're, you're creating things in a positive light and you're believing them. You're believing in the possibility of them. Th- that is a, a higher vibrational state of being than when you are doubting and fearing and, and, and doing those things. And you all know that simply by the way that you feel. Understand there is no right or wrong vibration because the lower vibrational periods do hold value as we have already explained. So we are not here judging where you are vibrationally. You're all here to have your experience. But if your desire is to be up your your vibrational spiral more often, then you need to start looking at the things that drag you down, your triggers. Your, your, your judgment of humanity, your judgment of self. And you can begin a process of detuning these things, shifting to, to your higher self-consciousness. We refer to this very often as zooming out, zooming out to source perspective, to our perspective of non-judgment. When you start reviewing everything that has transpired in your lifetime and you start pulling the fear and judgment out of it, you begin to see clearly you begin to get clarity on how you could have attracted something that was traumatic for you. And, 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 and claiming ownership in your role of the creation is not about blaming the victim and not about dragging your vibration down that it's your fault. We are not about fault. We are not about blame ever. It's an experience. When you start reshaping the way you view humanity and your own life journey as a collection of experiences... None of them good, none of them bad, all expansive. And they are. And you can, even if this sounds insane to you at the first hearing of our words, you can reach a place where every single thing that you've experienced in your life is just an experience that you had and all of it expanded you. And then you can take that out to humanity and understand that it's all just an experience. There's nothing happening in the earth environment that ends that which you are. We, we often refer to the, your earth journey very playfully as a weekend trip. <laughs> when, when you have a little weekend trip to the beach for two nights, you are not placing so much pressure on it anymore. If it rains or if you get a flat tire or if the hotel room is not what you is supposed to be, generally you move through that experience and end up laughing about it at some point. So start thinking in terms of that as your human in regard to your human journey, that it's just this little weekend trip and there's nothing happening here that ends that which you are. It allows you to start detuning the the judgment of it. And once you start working in, in that regard, start thinking of what else is dragging your vibration down. The physical vehicle is very tied to your vibration. So if you have a physical vehicle that isn't healthy, that isn't uh, of wellness, as, as you would say, th- then that is absolutely impacting your vibration. How you respond to your environment, the judgment, the fear, how your body feels, your 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 believing in your past as being traumatic and the people that are around you as toxic and all of these things, cleaning all of that up holds great value. So as you start cleaning up your mental vibration, your physical vehicle is going to want to follow that. And the, the better care you take of your physical vehicle, the better it's going to serve you. I love what you said about pain and passion being so related 
That's interesting because I think a lot of the things we talk about here, and I think people that listen are kind of in these healing modalities, some of us, and this misnomer about what healing means and how that can be conducted is not necessarily trying to remove pain from people's lives and making things painless, like a painless experience, because I think that's where a lot of richness lies, right? Those experiences really kind of guide a lot of our choices or can. Yes, absolutely. So I think the pain is really important to have. I always say you got to treat pain like it's your new best friend. It's there to let you know that there's something that needs your attention, right? It needs to be revealed so that it can heal. It's like I look at pain like a little gossipy girlfriend. Girl, wake up. Mm -mm. I got to tell you what he did. (laughs) All right. It's the reveal for the heal. But what's optional, I think, is the suffering. That's optional. You don't have to suffer. Right. Okay. Can you lean into that a little bit more and tell us the difference? Yeah. So the pain is the acute awareness that something is off and it it is acute and it becomes chronic as well. The suffering is when you actually allow the emotion that's stimulated as a result of the pain, when you allow that emotion to prolong, that's the problem. All right, because then that emotion becomes a mood and that mood becomes a personality trait and a personality trait becomes a sentence for life. So you really need to understand the difference between the pain, the suffering, and drawing a line down the middle. So I'm really into frequencies too and vibration. I play with that in my own life, but I don't know that I've had a real conversation with someone about how to do that. Like explain to us what a frequency medicine is. I've never heard it called that. So I'd love to learn more about what you mean. Okay. So just medicine is anything that is a cure for a condition that's undesirable. Let's just get clear about medicine, right? So you have a condition that's uncomfortable. And so then you bring in a frequency to help disappear that undesirable condition. And so everything is frequency. Everything is energy, everything, everything in the planet. So we have a grid and on the grid, it's like a spider web and anything that's ever had life has a vibrational frequency to it. Even after it's dead, if you look at a body in the coffin, it still has a frequency to it because it used to have life. So everything that's ever had life has a frequency. And if you don't believe that, then why would it decompose? It's still got some movement, some action. It doesn't just remain stagnant, right? Like a piece of metal. Right. right? right. So everything has a frequency to it. So if you have any kind of challenge, like an illness, you want to say, okay, what is the illness and what is the frequency? Like I'm dealing with a little bit of a cold right now. So I've been using the frequency medicine specifically for colds because colds have a frequency. Cancer has a frequency. Breast cancer has a specific frequency. So when I work with people, I just look to see where they're vibrating, what's going on. And then I find the frequency tone. It's a tonality that would match And when you have two positives, you bring it together, you get a negative. I'm curious about what you think about belief systems too, because I think that what we believe is possible can play a big part in how we experience results and outcomes in our lives in general. So this is also why I really like what you're doing with explaining the science of things, because it helps those of us who are still working on those sides of our belief systems to kind of understand it in a way that we allow it in. So I'm just curious what your thoughts are on that. Is it as important as I believe beliefs are (laughs) in the process, or do you think we can bypass that too? I think that everything is based on your belief. And I mean, everything that's in your life can be traced to a belief that is existing and currently present in your subconscious mind. It's all belief. 
Yeah. And so that's why we have to be very mindful of what it is that we let into our space and what we're willing to give our attention to and what we're willing to believe. And a lot of people, again, they have a belief system that doesn't serve them because it's based on a collection of experiences from the past that have been stored in the subconscious mind. And so they don't understand why this thing keeps happening. I'll give you a wonderful example. I've always lived check to check. I didn't understand why. Very successful in the industry, but for some reason, my life was a check-to-check life. And I started to look at the belief system because that didn't serve me. I was like, no, I'm not living check-to-check. I'm living contract-to-contract, like six digits. We got to get this right, right now. And so what I realized is that I come from a pedigree of women who were raised and reared their children on the welfare system. And so we always live check to check. That is what we were taught. That was how you live from one check to the next check to the next check. That wasn't my belief system. It was an inherited belief system that I inherited because of the culture that I was raised inside of. And so I had to really reprogram that conversation and dismantle that belief. And I did that using frequencies. It was much easier. It sounds like it takes less time than a lot of other modalities. Yes. And it's much more effective. And the other modalities, again, it's talking and you're dealing here. It's a 3% conversation. That's all I have to say. (laughs) Yes. Can you tell us more about how those things are connected? Yeah, sure. So if you look at energy and frequency, I always say look at it as like a piece of graph paper. There's the boxes and each box has a compartment. And inside of those boxes, there's vibrational frequencies. And those frequencies are given by the energy behind it. So when you change the energy, you change the frequency. And so, for example, if you are wanting to be in a relationship and that compartment on your grid is got negative energy because of a past belief, then it's going to mess up the frequency, right? So then what we need to do is move that energy and shift that frequency so that it becomes a neutral vibrational frequency space for you to manifest. It's like, it was almost like we've got to clear it out in order for your manifestation to be able to occupy that space and create in the real world what it is that you're wanting to manifest. But if that compartment is already occupied by a negative energy and, or a, freak, a certain frequency, you're shit out of luck. Even Einstein says no two things can be in the same place at the same time, right? So you've got to move and shift that frequency, neutralize it. So then whatever it is that you are believing that you are worthy of having, then that can actually manifest. Make it your business to understand energy and frequency. With everything that's going on right now in the world, it is really our only course of defense. And if we can all learn how to move our energy and elevate our frequency as a collective conscious body of beings, we can move mountains. So everyone, if you make it your business to vibrate at the highest frequency you can vibrate at, that's your contribution to helping to change the world. That's powerful. Thank you for that. Yes, you're welcome. Yeah, people are like, oh, I don't know what I can do. And it's like, it's not about what you do. It's who you be. Go and become a human being that's vibrating at your absolute highest frequency. And that right there means the world to the world.
I ended up in a 10-year relationship, and it was a long-term relationship that I had three children with. And over time, became clear that it was a toxic, emotionally abusive relationship. And very thankfully, there's so many parts of the story I'm grateful for, but thankfully, it did end up in a medical setting. And there was some specialists that were looking at maybe the personality side of what was happening to my partner that made things very clear. And my mind needed to have some of that clarity just to understand that it wasn't me. Mm -hmm. It wasn't my fault because a lot of the issues that we had had led me to do a lot of self-blaming. I had shame throughout that relationship. It took me back to my childhood where I felt like I had no control. And my fix for that was just to try and make this better. Like, put everything I had into fixing it, and I couldn't let go. I felt a lot of friction within myself in that relationship. I loved the person very much, but there was something really confusing to me that was going on, and I was tolerating a lot of behavior that I shouldn't. And it wasn't until months in the hospital, I was doing everything I could still at this point to keep us together, and I met with a nurse who happened to be in the psych ward that day, and I had never seen her before, but she was very familiar with my partner. And she said to me, she says, you know, I'm a very religious woman, But, and I never say this, she said, but sometimes it's okay to leave. Sometimes we need to leave. And I just stood there because the reaction inside of my body, the moment that she said that was just utter relief. It was like this person that was a complete stranger to me who had never spoken to me in my life before had suddenly given me permission to carry on with my life. Like it was okay for me to walk away from something that my body already knew was so wrong and it was okay to walk away. I think helping people understand that even shifting into feeling good might not feel good at first. And it's probably because we've been carrying a certain type of feeling for a while and we've gotten used to it. We've normalized it, right? Exactly. And I think I share that same understanding or realization as you in that I had no idea that this whole thing about mindset existed. I thought you were who you were. And the idea that there was another way to think just kind of seemed, you know, just a little bit Hollywood, really. Like, (laughs) really? If I just think this way, things are going to change. And so tapping into that was kind of part of the next part of my story. So back to the nurse, she gave me permission. She had no idea what, she still doesn't know because I didn't have any words for what she said to me. I just felt this immediate relief in my body and almost like this freedom. And I could just hear things like, It's not you, Cheryl. Like, you're okay. Everything that you've been telling yourself is okay. You're not a sinner. You're not giving up. Mm. You know, like, it's still overwhelming for me to think about that because I felt as sad as I was about what I knew was about to happen. I was so happy just to know that I could do it and that I didn't have to live a life where everything felt so wrong. Yeah, that makes sense. That, That does resonate. I think shifting is really what it all comes down to is where you are, recognizing that, sitting in it and really understanding what that is, and then shifting it to align with where you want to go. And maybe there's parts of you that don't need to shift, but most of us have limiting beliefs or we have these upper limits that exist in our life that we're just not aware of. And 
when we really break down what our beliefs are, just a simple shift in what we're believing so it aligns with who we are, not something that a teacher taught us in elementary school or a parent or a priest or television, uh, social media. We really need to kind of dissect these thoughts and beliefs that are hiding in us and shift them so that they take us on the course that we want to be taken on and actually that we're meant to be taken on in our journey. Yeah. And you mentioned creativity. Is that part of this process? Does creativity play a part? Absolutely. And I think back to my understanding or my realization that life isn't linear. It's not a cookie cutter. There is no do this, do that. If you open yourself to really receiving the messages and just putting the pieces together as they come and just let it flow, I can't think of a better way to facilitate that than through our creativity. And so exploring ourselves through creativity, any kind of creative process, really strengthens that connection to self. And it's like a catalyst for just allowing ourselves to shine through whatever medium it is that we decide to apply. So for someone who does want to maybe consider making some changes or thinking in a new way, what what would the first step be that someone can do for themselves in the moment? I think just being aware of your thoughts is one key thing. And that's you don't need anybody to help you do that. That's something that doesn't cost anything and you can do it whenever you have a free moment. But just starting to be aware of your thoughts. And if you don't like your thoughts, think about why you're thinking them. And there's a saying that the thought affects the thought. It really is becoming aware of your thought and deciding if that's something that is really in alignment with who you are and what you believe or not. And then the next step would be to educate yourself and just kind of allowing yourself to be open-minded to exploring new ways of thinking to understand that there may be things that are blocking you that you can't see. And that's where we're looking for help that can become life-changing. Thank you for listening to Beeble Begin. We hope that these episodes inspire and empower you to take your next steps in your own intuitive journey towards a life or business that feels clear, authentic, and aligned. And if you're ready for more tools and guidance like courses and free events, then I'd love to invite you to my new Intuitive Creators Academy and Collective. It's free to join. Just follow the link in the show notes and remember to DM me once you get there to receive a special gift for being a listener of People Begin. I'll look forward to seeing you there.